right, and we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos. The Lakers Fast Break, inside sports, fantasy football, and game source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, as I always ask, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciate it. Not only our shows that I go ahead and promote each and every time, but also the shows for my next guest. If you can go ahead and give him a big five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you like, subscribe our shows, uh, follow, whatever you need to do. We truly appreciate it because it does help us podcasters out so much right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, the Lakers are fully into the bubble now. They're already practicing. I already saw J.R. Smith on Twitter already hitting some three-pointers in Orlando Magic shorts, no less. But I'm sure they're going to go ahead and get him something pretty soon in Lakers form uh, blue and gold, hopefully very soon. But yes, the whole team was practicing out there. It looks like it's going to be something that the Lakers are really going to hopefully take advantage of while they're in the bubble. But here to talk to me today about some great things going on within the bubble itself is definitely a great podcaster out there. You got to go ahead and check out his show, which I'm showing to our folks out there on Facebook Live right now. It's the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. It's available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As you can see, he's got a lot of great shows, great episodes Dealing with the Lakers, a lot of that stuff going on. He loves the Lakers. He's even got on his right there on his site. You can see him dressed all in purple and gold. It's a good man indeed. You got to follow his show right now as soon as you get off the air here with us. It is Corey Harrison. And Corey, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to speaking to me today. And also with that great Lakers hat, you're looking just awesome, my friend. Thanks, man. Thank you for having me on. Oh, well, great to have you on. I've heard your show already a few episodes. You do an outstanding job of breaking it down on the sports scene, whether it's the NFL, NBA, the Lakers, what have you. just want to go ahead and pay the highest compliments on that. Are you excited that the NBA is back, or at least looks like it's on its way back? Obviously, you have to wait until the 30th, but right now it looks like, since all the teams are in Orlando, that the NBA is on its way back. Are you excited, or are you excited? Well, I'm very excited. Um, whenever they abruptly stopped back in March, it was very devastating because we didn't know exactly um, if the season was going to be over, or we're going to try to get it, get it back, or how long it was going to take for them to get it back. And then once we went through all the scenarios, we went through all the steps of trying to get everything back, the perfect day, July 30th, the day I was born, that's my birthday, perfect. So I'm very excited that the NBA will be returning nevertheless, but it's on a special day already for me, already my birthday. Well, I will tell you what, Corey. I hope that day is not only a wonderful day for you outside the Lakers, but I also hope that the Lakers give you a special gift of a win over the Los Angeles Clippers on that day. I can't wait. (laughs) I can't wait myself. I'm excited. I actually will probably be in transit at that point in time. I had something that I had already planned ahead of time that I have I cannot get out of so I'm going to be in transit listening on Sirius XM as I I do a lot of driving during that period of time so I'm excited to see what the Lakers have to offer I will keep my ear glued to the radio as they're going ahead and playing and hopefully beating the Clippers at that point in time I know you're going to be right there out in the forefront watching the game and you're going to be enjoying it but I want to talk to you about the Lakers as a whole they're in the bubble now 
I, I understand that they're not going to be at the Staples Center. There's you know, the home games are out the window, but they're in a scenario with everybody else. They're under the same type of conditions. How do you think the team will prosper in this type of scenario? Well, I think the uh, NBA as a whole is going to be an added layer of a uh, degree of difficulty because it's going to feel like just a bunch of road games for everybody because no one has the home court advantage. So that element is removed. Um, but as it relates to the Lakers, um, it's a level playing field for everyone else um, to be able to rise and respond to the conditions that they happen to be, you know, go through. Uh, I did see some, you know, photos and pictures of the bubble and um, how they're being fed and how they're being housed and things like that. So everybody is pretty much going to be going through the same conditions as it relates to the bubble. So I think that the Lakers will just have to try to, you know, mesh together, um, reestablish the chemistry that they had before the season, get the new guys acclimated to the playbook. And I think that um, going, you know, going into the bubble, they was already um, the prohibited favorites to win the title. And I think they still are um, at this point. So funny because you and I have both seen on social media what some of the Lakers think about the current conditions in the bubble. And as I was saying before to Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies, I mean, when I'm going there, those are the similar type of rooms that, that I have. I mean, they just look like regular hotel rooms to me. I'm sorry, I don't go to the Ritz-Carlton. I wish I could when I go to Orlando, but unfortunately, I can't afford that. So I understand that this for them is a different scenario, but to hear Rajon, or see Rajon Rondo on Twitter comparing it to a Motel 6 or to see the food choices, them slamming it. And I understand that their selection is going to be much better once they get out of the quarantine, which they are, or they should be here very shortly. I I just think that, that right now it's kind of funny, but as I've been saying, I think if they continue this bemoaning or even J.R. Smith, who's been very funny on social media, especially when it concerns his blanket, <laughs> I don't know if you got a chance to see that, but you know, it, it just, I hope they don't complain too much and keep complaining because you know, for, for a lot of us out there, this is the, the type of things that we would go through in the, in, you know, if we were going on a vacation to Orlando. So I don't want to see them get to the point where, Hey, they're acting like spoiled brats. They're acting like multi-million dollar spoiled brats and, and everybody just kind of turns on them and their situation in the bubble. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny you said that cause I was, you know, looking at a few pictures and I was, uh, com- you know, kind of looking at it with my wife and I was like, man, these look like, uh, regular hotel rooms and these are, you know, multi-million dollar, uh, athletes and, you know, look at what they're eating and things like that. So I was like, man, I said like they, they, they I'm pretty sure like it's going to be an adjustment for them because they're used to a certain lifestyle. Um, but I know guys are probably going to be sneaking their chefs on in the bubble or something like that. They're going to, they, it's got to be something like you, I can't just see like a player like LeBron eating that stuff or, or living in that kind of condition because, you know, since he was 18 years old, he's pretty much had it made. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. So, I mean, he had the shoe deal as soon as he was able to do so, even before he signed a contract, you know, I believe for, you know, with the, with Cleveland Cavaliers, he had that mm-hmm. shoe deal already in place. He, he already had that line of money coming in. So obviously he could afford better things and deservedly so because he's put so much hard work into it as he does today. And he normally has his chef with him. And I know he still has his personal trainer there. 
He was one of the yeah. selected few that that went went in. I saw I saw his uh, Twitter photo there. But you're right. It it it's just something that I think that they're going to have to get used to. But I just don't want it to come to the point where the public out there, and especially Twitter, you know how fickle Twitter can be, that they will no. go ahead and turn on these players at the drop of a hat if they start complaining too much. Because like you, like you said, this is something that you, I, or anybody else that has doesn't make a million dollars a year or, or that. Those are the kind of hotel rooms that, that we go to when we're on the road, when we're on vacation. I, I went to Orlando in December. That was similar to what I had in the rooms that I was staying in. Yeah, I think the NBA could have done a little bit better with that, but I understand that player safety is the for, on the forefront and for them to, you know, put this back together the way they did, I think they did an amazing job of how they responded to, um, you know, the announcement of COVID hitting the NBA. And I, I like how uh, the NBA has handled everything thus far and trying to get this season salvaged as much as possible. I think they did a really good job, but I think they could have did a little bit better on the selection of hotels. I just think they should Because it was a, a situation where housing was going to be uh, determined by your seating. And I don't know what happened with that. It seemed like everybody is in the same type of situation now. So I was like, you know, I thought the Lakers probably were going to be in a little bit more comfortable environment, but they ain't just in, you know, same as, as, as anybody else. So I was like, okay, I mean, I mean, that's not an effect in anything from a fandom span, standpoint. Like, I'm, I'm going to watch it anyway. It's not going to do nothing on the actual games. But, of course, you want the players to be comfortable because, you know, if they're resting and they're comfortable, then it's going to transition to the to the floor. Yeah. I mean, that all that impacts play. So um, I hope they don't gripe and complain too much because that'll take you right out of your element, take the chemistry right out of the team. I just hope that it doesn't affect them on the floor. That's all. I agree with you 100%. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey everyone, it's Gerald from the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Just want to give you a heads up on what's coming up over the next couple weeks right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. A ton of great guests, so please, if you don't follow us yet or subscribe, please do so wherever you get your podcast because there's a great lineup of guests I have coming along the way. Of course, we're going to have Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies always on our show. Tom Wong from Lakerholics.net, also regular, and cannot thank both of them enough for being on our show. But we're going to have a lineup of guests for you if you haven't seen already on our Facebook page. We've got a lot of great guests on the way. Check it out. NBA odds maker Rafael Esparza from Las Vegas. Got Melvin Washington III, also from Las Vegas. He's got a great show that happens every Friday on the Talk to Me Sports Radio Network on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Got Craig James coming up from the Final Score podcast on the Podcast City Network. Corey Harrison's also going to be on the show coming up from the Out of Bounds Sports podcast. Got Matt Moderno from the Believe in Wizards podcast. Eric Sklar from KFI AM 640 and the TSK Show podcast. He's scheduled to come on the show as well. Got Big Baby Jonathan Soffel from the Big Baby Jonathan Sports podcast. You got to check out his awesome show. He's coming up on the program here, coming up in the very near future. Michael from the RTF Sports Network. Got to check out his awesome sports network that we are a part of each and every week right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Got to check out Michael's great stuff that he's doing there. Chris Jose LeBron, the Off the Ball Podcast host. He's going to stop by the program. 
J.B. Ellis from The Program Podcast. He's also going to come by and share his thoughts on the NBA scene. Cole Johnson from Cole Sports, Snowman Digital Media, and the Get Over Divorce Programs. He's going to come by on the show. And Fago White Franklin III from Fox Sports 1340 AM Hopewell. He's going to come on and share his NBA thoughts as well. I'm looking forward to it. It's a great lineup of guests. I've recorded some already. I've got many more on the way. And, of course, that doesn't even include our NBA mock draft that's also coming right here, number 2.0, with a ton of great draft insiders that's also coming up. All these great shows, you can check it out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Once again, I'm speaking to Corey Harrison. you got to check out his awesome podcast. It's the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. It's available today wherever you get your podcasts. I'm actually showing, once again, right here, the Apple Podcast page that he has set up already. You can check it out today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. But I will tell you, it is going to be something very interesting because this is a never-before-done type scenario in this bubble. You have 22 teams there. I think... You only needed 20, personally. I think they should have kept it at 20. But again, it's all about the money. It's all about dollars. It's all about generating the TV revenue. I both know that right now the NBA and the players desperately are trying to go ahead and and get as much as they can because obviously there's no crowds because of the coronavirus and all that. But you have 22 teams that are there right now ready to compete, hopefully within the next few days. Obviously, we're going to get the games starting on the 30th, and the scrimmage is coming up on the 22nd. I want to know from you what you're seeing as far as right now. I know not all the players are there yet. I know, like, for instance, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they're flying in privately on their private planes. Uh, I know Jokic is still overseas, just trying to get that clearance to come back over. I know there's still a little bit of, of stragglers left behind that still have to come in and quarantine for a few days, but it looks like by the time the 30th rolls around that we're going to have most of these teams outside of what you see that that Brooklyn's going through and some other teams that have one or two players that have decided not to play. For the most part, it should be like almost like a regular season that's continuing. So I want to ask you this. Going into this finale of the regular season, who do you see making a charge late in the season? Let's go with the West Coast because I don't think Washington with Bradley Beal and Davis Bertans being out are going to make an imprint and be able to catch up in the Eastern Conference. It's just a matter of whether Orlando wants to go ahead and play for 7th or 8th to avoid Milwaukee because Brooklyn, they're fielding almost a G League level team because of all the losses. What are your thoughts on the West? Because there are three teams there that are vying Right now, pretty much essentially ninth place. Uh, I think three and a half games behind uh, Memphis right now in the in right. the loss column and all that. So I want to hear your thoughts. Which of these teams, or will Memphis stay in that position, will make a charge coming up late in the season? Well, it's going to be very competitive. I think that Portland is a team that you want to look at. Also, to kind of sneak in, New Orleans wasn't too far behind as well. You kind of want to watch the, the Portland as a dangerous team. Make no mistake about that. Damian Lillard, once he gets into the playoffs, he turns into a different type of player. You know, he's going to be healthy, you know, going towards the end of the season. 
um, you know, board a suspension of the season in March. He was, you know, battling some injuries, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure now he's completely healthy and ready to uh, make a statement. You know, he's hungry. He's not going to have to worry about uh, playing a Warriors team. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to kind of see how he's going to respond uh, once the season does restart. He's scary. Um, I, I really do not want the Lakers to have to um, get the Portland Trailblazers first because they are a dangerous team. And I don't want, really want them to have a really difficult time with that first round of the playoffs. You know, I just kind of want them to have like, you know, get their chemistry together, get their legs up under them. And then, you know, kind of have like a little tune-up matchup um, in the first round. And then as the rounds progress on, then they get a little bit more difficult and get that premier matchup between the Lakers and the Clippers. We're going to, you know, take them to six games, beat them, and then we'll get to the, the Eastern Conference. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that that's the case. I really think, and yes, I understand I host the Lakers Fast Break, but I, I, I am truly picking the Lakers to go all the way because they have that one-two punch scenario with LeBron and AD, although it's not going to be easy because the Clippers, this is their best chance ever in the history of their organization to go ahead and compete for a title. Uh, I mean, even the Chris Paul years, I don't think they were as stacked as they are now. I think they have the best chance there. Then you have Milwaukee in the East, and you have another stack of teams right behind Milwaukee that could surprise in the East. So I want to hear your thoughts there. Who are you liking in the East? Do you think it's going to be still Milwaukee, which has had a dominant regular season with Giannis Antetokounmpo? Or do you think it's going to be any of the number of teams that a lot of people are picking for? Because I've done a few interviews already, and people think liking um, Miami, they're liking Toronto, they're liking Boston. Depending on who you ask, it seems to be a different team each time. So I want to hear your insight on the Eastern Conference, and who do you think that the Lakers, because it sounds like you want you think the Lakers are going to come out of the West and, and wearing that hat. Yeah, and wearing the hat, I think, <laughs> probably gave it away just like my T-shirt did. But I wanted to ask you this. Who do you think that they will be matching up on on the other side of the fence? I'm definitely going to go with, if I wanted to put money on, I would definitely say Milwaukee. But you do have, when you, when you look at the Eastern Conference, it's, there's only three teams. Really, um, you look at Milwaukee, Philly, and Boston. I'm not really looking at Toronto. They just had that that magical season last year. They did do well this year. You know they're well coached, um, very defensive minded team. You know I think that they had their chance. They had their 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 um, their Cinderella story, and that's a wrap. But Eastern Conference, the only teams that you're really looking at right now, as it stands right now. Because you don't have KD, you don't have Kyrie with Brooklyn, so we don't know what that team's going to look like. Because um, I, I honestly think, even though I'm a Laker fan, KD is the best player in the NBA, hands down. I, I'm, I, I have to put it out there like that. He's the best player in the NBA. You put him on any team, and that team is going to be instant playoff team. They're instant contenders. But since he's out, he's not going to be in the bubble at all. We're not even worried about Brooklyn right now. But it's only three teams in the Eastern Conference that you really want to pay attention to, and that's Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. I'm not worried about Toronto. I'm not really worried about Miami because we've seen what Jimmy Butler did with the Philadelphia 76ers. We've seen what he did with Minnesota. I mean, he's a baller, but, I mean, playoff time chokes. That's just my opinion. No, absolutely. That, that's a great opinion indeed. And once again, I'm speaking to Corey Harrison from the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. 
check out his podcast today all over wherever you get your podcasts. I, I don't blame you, but that's some great insight right there. And I, I'm thinking, though, that if any team can go ahead and surprise the Milwaukee Bucks, I mean, if it comes down to a defensive battle, I think Philadelphia can slow the game down to the point where they can make it competitive with anybody. They just got to have enough shooting and that, and also have to come together cohesively as a team because you and I both seen that they've been great on the road. I mean, they've been great at home and they've been awful on the road. Uh, and then, you know, that, that speaks to me as far as lack of cohesion as a team. But with Boston, Jason Tatum has to play at a high level, continuously high level. And we're not sure if he's ready to go ahead and do that. I think one day he will be. Whether or not it's this season, who knows? It could very well be. I there There's still some question marks. And Toronto, I understand that you think that Toronto had the magical season and, and without Kawhi, it does not have enough behind them to go ahead and make an imprint in the Eastern Conference playoffs. But a lot of people are are gambling on Nick Nurse because they're, they're seeing him as the coach savant now of the NBA and as someone who could go ahead and draw up a plan that might stop uh, all the other teams in the Eastern Conference. So, it, you know, there's, there's this great balance I see on the Eastern Conference outside of Milwaukee that any of these teams can compete against the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever comes out of the West. But if one team on the West, getting back to the West real quick, can surprise you, or do you think that can surprise people out there? I think that will be. The one team in the Western Conference that will surprise people. Well, that's right. I mean, could it be like Denver? Could it be like Houston, Utah, Oklahoma City even? Fresh Houston off. I'm not even worried. They don't even have a center. (laughs) <laughs> like I mean that small ball lineup it only you know worked for a little bit but people figured it out I'm not understanding what they did with that I mean that fast seven second offense D'Antoni runs I mean it's it's played out they don't play any defense so um, then they have uh, Westbrook and James Harden they're just straight gunners they don't get back on defense I mean I, I just don't see them doing anything making any damage I think it's going to be the same thing every year with them They'll never won a title in Houston. Not not with those two. They're gonna have to, you know, really scrap that whole entire philosophy. And I think this is Dan Tony's last year. So I think that they're gonna have to find some, you know, a defensive minded coach that, that can still um play the hard and strength. I didn't like the move with Westbrook anyway. Um I didn't think it was gonna work. And I still don't think it's gonna work playoff uh time either. So we're gonna you know, just scratch them off. But Denver um, they can make a strong push, but I'm still not completely sold on what they have. They're still very young. I still think the Lakers still are the prohibitive favorite because they have two most talented players that ever played in the NBA, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I mean, they're generational talented players. You don't, you know, you're not going to find those two players in the, in, in the draft that's coming up. That's why you mortgage the whole entire young core to get Anthony Davis. You don't do that if you don't have a player of his caliber and what he can bring to the table. Yeah, he hasn't really had a deep rim playoffs with the with the Pelicans. But injuries has been an issue with Anthony Davis in the past. It's not going to be the element in the bubble because he's completely healthy. I do feel like this is going to be a time where we're going to be able to see a different type of Anthony Davis. He's going to have to play the five. 
you know, I, I know he, you know, didn't want to. He didn't really um, feel like, but he plays that position very well. No, nobody can stop him when his back is to the basket. I need him. He's only 33, 30, I mean, in a, in the like low 30 some percents in three. Stop shooting threes because sometimes when he get out there, I mean, every once in a while he go out there and pop a three, but sometimes he fall in love with it too much. Their first game against the Clippers, you know how many points he scored in the fourth quarter? Big fat zero. Yeah. He didn't score any points in the fourth quarter. We're going to need him to lock in. We're going to need him to, you know, be a defensive presence. Um, I'm glad that we're going to have Dwight Howard back on the floor. You know, hopefully he's he's focused. Avery Bradley, that hurts that he's not going to be there. But, but I'm interested to see what um, JR is going to bring coming off the bench because we're going to have to bring him off the bench because we don't know his level of knowledge of the playbook. I think he's going to be a good uh, player, a good fit. Um, Alice Caruso, he's the X factor. He's the, the the player that you really don't know what to expect from him. Um, I think that he's um, they they called him um, Coach Vogel's secret weapon. So we're gonna see different uh, type of offense with him inserted in. I mean, it's gonna be very interesting. But to answer your question, to get back to your your topic, I think Denver and Portland are teams that you kind of want to watch um, as this playoff rolls in. Denver and Portland in the West. Those are some great insights. Uh, I'll tell you what, when it comes to the Lakers, I couldn't have said it better myself. And you're right, when it comes to AD at the five, they the, statistically, the numbers bear out that the Lakers play the best with AD at five, even though he absolutely cannot stand playing at the number five. We know that he's going to play there. Well, I think he plays right now about 30 to 40% at the five during the course of the season, but he will be playing that more when it comes to playoffs because, it's, as you and I both know, it comes down to matchups. And well, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to bang with those big centers. He doesn't want to get in there and mix it up or whatever. He wants to, you know, basically shoot and you know do all this stuff in space, the floor, or whatever. But he doesn't want to get down and get dirty and and uh, bang with those big uh, big centers. That's the only thing it is. Well, he doesn't want to be physical. No, I, no, I absolutely agree with you on that. But the thing is, when it comes down to that time, he's going to play a lot of big guys off the floor. Uh, on the other side. So they will probably go small when AD, if AD's your five, the other team's going to try and go small to match up with that because you cannot leave a big guy out there on him because he's he's going to go right by him. Like you said, if he gives any, if he gets any space to maneuver, to drive, he's going to make sure that that big guy is, is not going to be able to keep up with him. I think it is his best spot at the five, I think there's going to be points in time where Dwight Howard, as much as I have, am so thankful that he's played so well this season, he's not going to be able to contribute at certain more times because, again, it's based off of matchups. And the fact that he still can't shoot free throws, you can't have him in there late in the game. JaVale McGee, for all the great things that he's done on the second half of the season, he's only going to be there for you in limited minutes. He's always only been there for limited minutes. Even when he was with Golden State, he was only there for limited minutes. So you can only get so much out of him. It comes down to how much can you convince AD to play the five and to, like you said, go pick and roll with LeBron. Go to the net. Don't fall in love with the three-pointers. I think you hit the, the nail right on the head because if he falls in love with the three-pointers, even LeBron, if he falls in love with the three-pointers, that's not always the greatest thing in the world because of the inconsistency that both guys have from out there. Definitely uh, agree with you on that. 
But LeBron has been picking up his shooting, but I don't think it's consistent enough, especially going into year 17. But if you look at it, um, you know, all the, the players that were supremely athletic early on in their career, they turned into jump shooters anyway later yeah. in their career. They don't want to keep on running and uh, trying to, you know, the play what he play, you know, he's like a big freight train, 250 pounds, 6'8", coming down that lane. Nobody's stopping that. It's like a big Mack truck coming in the lane, and nobody can stop that. But as you get older, all that wear and tear on your body, he's never really had a significant injury. So I feel like he's trying to, you know, basically transition to that jump shooting uh, style. But we'll see. I hope he starts shooting the way that he did for that short period of time in Miami. Because there was that one year in Miami where he really – really kicked it in the gear from three-point range. I hope he finds that stroke. Right now, I think he's in the 35% range, so which is good, which is okay. But like you say, he falls in love with it. And and the thing is, when he's shooting it too much, that's the, that's the time where maybe you want to say, hold up, Laurent, we love it when you drive to the basket. If you mix it up a bit, that I think would be most beneficial for the Lakers. Well, you know, when he was in Miami and they played San Antonio, they challenged him to shoot. Greg Popovich told his guys to get away from him, let him shoot, you know, make him, you know, turn into a jump shooter. He did that in Cleveland when they played that series, and they, they was like, get away from him, let him shoot. But that right there challenged him to become a, the shooter he is because he is a better shooter now than he was early on in his career. I mean, he he could shoot, you know, he was, he was I guess he he, he could shoot, you know, in at the NBA level, but his his thing, his biggest thing attribute was his passing, and also his driving, passing and driving, you know, that was his, that, that was his baby. But as far as shooting, he's turning into that shooter now as he gets older. He's 35 years old. He's in year 17. So he's going to have to settle for, you know, some shots sometimes. And I think he's getting a little bit better, but I'm just not trusting him to, you know, just basically take over games with his, with his shooting. Absolutely. I, I just, I just don't see that. Sometimes it, to me, I like it when he does it like a cherry on the top of a nice ice cream sundae. When he does it at the end, he'll get you with some drives, he'll make some shots, he'll get some good passes. Then at the very end, hit one or two dagger three-pointers to really knock that other team out of the game. That's when I think it works best. Right. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. I'll tell you what, Corey, it's been so awesome to talk to you here. I know your final sounds like it's Lakers all the way, 
But again, I think they're matching up against Milwaukee. Is that correct for your finals picks at this point in time? Yeah, I think Milwaukee is, if, and I think we'll probably beat them five. There you go. A very confident man indeed. I like that. I like that. There you go. And he's sporting the forum blue and gold of the Lakers right now. It is Corey Harrison. You got to go ahead and check out his Out of Bounds Sports Podcast today, wherever you get your podcast. But before we head on out, I want you to go ahead and it's it's sell time. I want you to sell to our listeners and the viewers out there exactly why people need to check out your awesome podcast. I already checked out a couple episodes and I enjoy it. I'm hooked. I know a lot of people out there that loves the sports scene, wants to know why to check out your awesome show, the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. Well, I, I do believe like you have like smaller uh, podcasters like myself, um, you're going to get a little bit more in-depth detail. You're not going to have a script or anything like that. You know, basically it's people sound like robots. You're going to have a genuine person that is passionate about what he's doing, really cares about what the listeners are listening to. And I think that you're going to be in for a treat if you listen to my show. Well, it is going to be a treat if you listen to his show because Corey does a great job on that show. It is the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. It is available wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can, just like I hope you do for our shows, you give him a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because I know he would be grateful. And if you can follow, subscribe, like, whatever you need to do to support his cause at the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, I would truly appreciate it. And I know, Corey, you would as well. Definitely. I would definitely appreciate that. Well, tell you what, Corey, it's going to be great because the bubble I hopefully will not burst. I'm looking so forward to seeing some NBA action again. I'm hoping there will be no massive outbreaks. I'm hoping that no other team will get decimated like we've seen already with the Brooklyn Nets. By the way, they may be calling one of us very soon to go ahead and have us jump on the team, so, which we may have to do. That. I'm already ready. There you go. <laughs> they pay well still. So even in this climate, the NBA still pays well. So I, I can't say I blame you. I wanted to go ahead and jump on that because somebody's got to be there to pick up the slack. Yeah, I'll be there. Let me, I, I got there and sit out there in the perimeter. Let me get a couple threes. I'll be all right. There you go. There you go. Shooting from three. There you go. Once again, it's Corey Harrison. You got to check out his awesome podcast at the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast today, wherever you get your podcast. Well, my friend, it's great talking to you. I cannot thank you enough for joining me right here on the show. I need to get you back on. As this bubble continues, I need to get you back on. I want to hear more of your great insight. And I look forward to speaking to you again real soon right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.